quarantine. Welcome back to House Music with me, Steve Pretty. You can think of me as your musical spirit animal, if you like. I am here to take you on a journey into the music that is just waiting to be discovered in your brain and in your own house. Now, in the previous episode, we were turning ourselves into human maracas with the help of a bit of gaffer tape. And in this third episode, we're going to be taking the next logical step. We are going to be using the stuff that's clogging up your kitchen drawers to make your very own DIY drum kit to annoy your neighbours. So, lovers of Funky House, Diva House, Acid House and all the other house music genres, despite the name of this show, you are still not going to get the latest house music news from me. This is episode three, guys. Keep up. But I'm very glad you're here because what you will get is an insight into that music that you love. And in just a few minutes' time, I'm also throwing in some juicy electronic beats for you house music lovers as well. But first up, I'm going to play you something else. Now this is a full drum kit playing a rather tasty, in-the-pocket, fat backbeat groove, which is a technical term musicians use for what your dad would call a nice drum beat. In the last couple of episodes we played around with rhythm and pulse and what the drum kit is playing here is a repeated pattern and that's the rhythm. And then if you're nodding your head along to that drum beat, that is the pulse. It sits underneath the rhythm, like a scaffolding. You can't always hear it being played clearly. Sometimes it's just implied, but it is there. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to make sense of this rhythm that the drum kit is playing. All we'd hear is a sort of series of seemingly unrelated sounds. Now, if you're listening to this while you're doing something else, maybe you've got it on in the background, that's great. But this next bit might need you to listen a little bit more closely because for the next couple of minutes, we are going to be deconstructing the drum set. So, have a really careful listen to this drum beat. If we strip this rhythm back a bit, by taking out the lowest drum first, that's what we call the kick or the bass drum, sounds like this. And then if we also take out uh, the sort of main drum, that cracky drum, it's called the snare. And then if we take out the main cymbal, that's called the hi-hat. What's interesting is that then it starts to sound really weird and kind of abstract. You can't really hear where the pulse is or what the beat is supposed to be. We need those elements in there for the rhythm to make sense. But I can take away the middle drums, which are called the toms. And I can take away the other cymbals too. And the drum kit still has that essence of the groove. And so the three bits that you can hear playing here, the kick, the snare drum, and the hi-hat, these are the three key components of a drum kit. And so that is what we're going to recreate in this episode. So in this rhythm, each of these bits of a drum kit has its own role. If I set a metronome going to keep you on the pulse, you can hear how they all work against it. The hi-hat usually keeps the pulse. The snare accents certain beats to add a bit of interest. But the king of them all is the kick drum. In a drum kit, it's called the kick because you use a foot pedal to bang on it. But for centuries in orchestras and in marching bands, it was just called a bass drum and it was played by hand. 
And it still is in lots of parts of the world. And that's what we're going to be learning to do in a minute. Now, drums are among the most ancient instruments of all because drums, similar to the modern bass drum, have been used for millennia. You can kind of feel a bass drum playing right in your chest. You know, it's a very visceral sound. It punches you right in the chest there because of how deep and powerful it is. And you can hear the crack of a snare over really, really long distances. So both these drums, the bass drum and the snare, they were perfect for the military, whether for marching or for intimidating an enemy. In fact, civilizations as old as ancient Rome, or probably much older, used these instruments in that military capacity. Now, the rest of the kit is often just for colour, really. And speaking of colour, what I mean by that in a musical context is that you can think of playing drum grooves kind of like making a painting, right? There's the, the basic pattern is kind of like the charcoal sketch, but it's how you fill it in uh, that makes it kind of come alive and sound unique. Which symbols you use, how you tweak where the different elements of the drum kit land, how you play with and embellish those basic patterns, even the actual sounds of the different parts of the kit. These all hugely influence a drummer's sound. Now I've played in a lot of festivals and clubs over the years and the kind of industry standard is for them to provide a drum kit for bands to use uh, because they don't want every band turning up with their own drum kit and a festival where they might have 15 or 20 bands on the same stage over the course of a day. But even though they provide this drum kit, there is an expectation there that drummers will always bring their own snare drum and cymbals at the very least because it's those elements in particular that give a drummer his or her characteristic sound um, and makes them sound unique, makes them sound like themselves. Now, just to show you what I mean by that, here are a load of different snare drum sounds so that you can hear just how varied that one instrument, the snare drum, can be. And here are some different cymbals. So by changing the sound of just these couple of pieces, you can play a whole range of different sounds. So let's have a listen to the same basic drum pattern played on some different sounding drum kits. Here we go. So in electronic music, whole genres emerged purely in response to different drum machines. The most famous of all of these drum machines by a long way is the 808 drum machine by Roland from 1980. Now you might recognise the sound of this little drum loop that's going on. This is my recreation of the classic intro for Marvin Gaye's Sexual Healing, which uses that 808 drum machine. But even if by some terrible twist of fate you've never heard this before in your life, you might recognise some of these sounds. If you've ever heard any hip-hop, house, techno or pretty much any electronic music made since the mid-1980s and... Believe me, you will have done, even if you don't consciously listen to that stuff, because it's used all over the place in TV, films, ads, radio and all that. You're going to know this sound, right? Those early drum machines were originally designed to sound as close to real drums as possible, if you can believe it. But as you can hear, they're not exactly like the real thing. 
But as so often happens in music, the limitations of the technology, rather than holding things back, actually drove a huge explosion in creativity. I mean, if you listen to this drum pattern played by a real drum kit, it just doesn't sound anywhere near as good somehow. Sounds pretty weird, right? Let's fix it again. Ah, that's better. Sweet, sweet machine music. Speaking of which, what happened as people started to use these machines in creative ways is that whole subgenres of techno music are defined by particular bass drum sounds from particular drum machines. The 808, the 909, the 707. You get the idea. But back to our acoustic three-piece drum kit. So, we've got the hi-hat keeping the pulse, the snare drum emphasising other parts of the rhythm against it, and the bass drum anchoring the whole thing with that thump to the chest. So that's a basic sort of rock rhythm. Or for genres that are designed for dancing, like uh, disco or house music particularly, there's that famous four to the floor beat. But as always, music is about tension and release. So we can kind of play with that here just by taking the bass drum out. That builds tension. And we gradually tweak the snare drum pattern and hi-hats to build even more tension. Maybe increase the volume, add some effects. And then that moment where the kick drum comes back in. Oh, that quarantine is called the drop so you know um, put, put your hands in the air or something like that now that's enough of that for one episode let's get on with what we're really here to do which is to make our very own DIY drum kit so I'm here with child one say hello hello and also child two who's down here who hopefully won't be making too much noise during this he's got a little plastic pipe she's using as a didgeridoo all right what have we got these are two Balloons. Two balloons, and I'm going to blow one of them up. This is going to make the bass drum, the kick drum. <laughs> needs to be quite big. Here we are. Child is trying to escape. You can hold it right now. This is a special treat. Here, with that one, this is the wooden spoon. We're going to go. And yeah. Oh, careful you don't hit your hand. <laughs> Pretty fun, isn't it? Don't hit your face. <laughs> okay, hold the balloon carefully under your shoulder like that, under your under your armpit. That's it, and then go one, one two, two, three, four. That's called the kick drum, the bass drum. And then this one, we've got to make um, the snare drum. Now, snare no, that's the bass drum, but a snare drum, child one, is what they use in a drum kit. And it's got it's called snares because they're the wires that go next to the drum I skin. Put rice in there. Well, I'm putting rice into a balloon because I'm yeah. feeling fine and I'm definitely not having a breakdown. So I'm going to blow this up just a tiny bit, okay? Because we don't want it too big. This one. We've got the blue one's really big, isn't it? You can hear the rice rattling. I lose it. And then listen to what happens if we hit this one. We've got to be a bit careful with this one. Listen. Yeah, you can try that one. Be, be a bit careful. Don't hit yourself, will you? Ready? That's that. Right. Now, 
What are these things? Lid. A lid for a pan. For a pan. So this is a big one and this is a small one. Uh, let's try the big one first. And this is a, a um, kebab skewer, a wooden kebab skewer, bamboo, obviously. It's very right on. It's a good noise, isn't it? So that's the big lid. That one's maybe a little bit more like a, uh, what's called a ride symbol. This one's going to sound like the hi hat. This is the lid for a little rice pan. So now maybe we can get child one. If you play the bass drum, that's it. Child one, how how old are you? Three. Three. Oh, Joe's just come to join us, and then I'm going to play. I'm going to play the hi hat. So maybe Joe can play one of the instruments. Sure. What can I play? You can play the snare drum. The snare drum, great. Yeah. Like that. That's it. Perfect. Child one. Child one, come, come back. back. Be come in the and be band. in the band. You got to you got to come and play the bass and drum. And then afterwards, why don't we blow up some balloons and and um, let them go afterwards? Uh, Joe, you're going to go on beats two and four. So, okay. so one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One. Okay, and then, <laughs> and then we've got the child one now just playing with blue, inevitably. Yeah, and that is where it predictably enough fell apart. Trying to do this with a three-year-old and a nearly one-year-old is tricky. But what we were supposed to be trying to do was to get one person playing the snare balloon on beats two and four, another person playing the kick drum balloon on beats one and three, and someone else playing the pan lid on the pulse. Here's a version that I made in the studio after the kids had gone to bed. At least now you know how to make a DIY drum kit out of stuff from your kitchen. And never fear, as ever, I'm going to be putting up a bonus track to this episode with a basic rock rhythm to play along to. And I'll explain once again what's supposed to be happening there. So have fun with your DIY drum kits. And as always, please do send me your pictures or videos to at Steve Pretty on Twitter and Instagram. And if you've got requests for things that you'd like us to cover next, or maybe suggestions about how we can improve this show, please do drop me a line to housemusic at stevepretty.com. That's housemusic, all one word, at stevepretty.com. One more quick thing, on a sad note, I'd like to dedicate this episode to two of the jazz greats who we've lost this week due to this appalling virus. Wallace Roney, the great trumpet player, and Ellis Marsalis, fantastic pianist and patriarch of the Marsalis clan of musicians from New Orleans. Do check out their music, it's absolutely incredible. But if you've enjoyed this episode, please do hit subscribe to join me next time when we'll be looking at actual notes. Imagine... And please do help me spread the word about this podcast. At the time of recording, we've just been told that this lockdown might last for six months uh, here in the UK, which is an exciting prospect. So let's see if we can get all of your friends and family jamming together by the end. From me and my producer, Miranda Hinckley, stay safe and have fun. <laughs>